Hold on. Hold on, give me one second. Yeah, I'm good. Five, four, three, two, one. Happy Sunday. It's the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast weekend edition. We're going to talk a little bit about qualifying that went down in Atlanta in the NASCAR Cup Series. Maybe dabble a little bit in, uh, in the, the craziness of last night where John Hunter Nemechek got himself a win. But mainly the Cup Series. We're going to focus on what we saw in qualifying, some pit stall selections, and of course some bets for you guys. Before we jump into that, uh, just I just want to know for the people, Dale. Um, you, you seem a little upset, understandably, after last night's race. Is there any words you you have for the Xfinity race? Yeah, just horse shit. That's it. That's a great word, and it really sums it up. I saw a photo of uh of Justin Haley talking to Daniel Hemrick after that race, uh, and uh, Daniel Hemrick. I think this is the right. photo. For him, by the way, uh, do have it here on deck. I'll have to send it to you. But his hair—he—he he looks like he just woke up in prison. In this, well, way. yeah. I mean, I—I I don't care about that. He deserves it. He deserves it. He's, you know, the the new the new pres the new prison era has started with Daniel Hemrick. Goes from second to eighth in one lap at Nashville at a track that's impossible to pass. Oh, and don't forget, Spring Atlanta, Daniel Hemrick. Uh, costed us everything in that one because Kligerman was about to win coming to the line. Brett Moffitt was about to get a top five at like 18 to one. And Daniel Hemrick just decided to turn right and wreck everybody coming to the line. Daniel Hemrick deserves it, right? Um, it is a it is an interesting topic, though, why Justin didn't work with him. But look, I love Justin Haley. I am a Justin Haley fan. He is my best friend. Probably because of because he's because he's like, hey, I heard you're in prison, dude. Like, I can't, you know. He had to yeah, get, get his. Yeah, he might secretly watch the program, but who knows? At the end of the day, you know, my bets lead ninety nine point nine percent of the laps. They win both the stages. They're running top. They're running three out of the top four on the restart, and they all die. It's just complete horse shit. And and shout out to NASCAR for running caution laps for fun. They deserve a big shout out for running caution laps for fun, just for fun, and running everybody out of gas. Big time IQ move. That's like a it's like a lawless Allen IQ move by NASCAR last night. That's the that's the parade. That's what I've been saying. That's what they did in March. They had the big parade day. Yeah, uh, they did. Good for them on that. And uh and yeah, hopefully today we won't have much of a parade. Hopefully we'll have an actual race. So uh getting into the cup series. Eric Amarola is on the pole after qualifying in Atlanta. The Fords look good in qualifying. So we know at least with the Fords, they're going to be getting those uh, those quick laps they can turn around. So it's Eric Amarola, Ryan Blaney, Chase Briscoe, Big Shock, Joey Logano, and Harrison Burton rounding out the top five. Kevin Harvick, Ty Gibbs, first Toyota in line, P7, Kyle Larson in P8, Gillen, Toddy G, P9, and Austin Sendrick in 10th. So that's as much as I'm going to talk about about that qualifying effort. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of the bets that we have. 
already had um, you know to follow us over on Action Network. Those links are everywhere in our bios. If you whether you follow me, Dale, or both of us collectively, you can find those links. Go look at our bets and see what we're riding on. I haven't added anything new, but I will be today. And I think it's fair to say that I need to add a Ford. And I was looking at some of the pit stall selections. I really like where they have Ryan Blaney. And I think that Ryan Blaney is going to be somebody that I look to add today, Dale. I'm looking at uh, plus 1,200 on the Barstool Sportsbook. It does feel like Ryan has an opportunity right now to start reclaiming a little bit of his uh, super speedway-esque, I guess, champion inside of his soul. And this is the perfect time to do it. And with his pit stall selection, I I think that I would probably – feel a little bit better going with his guys than maybe Eric Amarola's pit crew. Um, And right up there in that top stall selection too, you can see where a few of these guys that are not in the Ford camp are there, like Ross Chastain in the third pit stall. You've got Brad Kay in the fourth pit stall. Uh, Blaney is in the sixth. And then you have Chase Elliott right behind him in the seventh. Noah Gregson in the eighth pit stall. And then you have Austin Cindric in the ninth pit stall. So I really like these guys that are up front. Plus, there's A.J. Allmendinger in P, uh, the pit stall two, and then, of course, Eric Amarola in the first one. But Chastain sitting in the third pit stall is uh, it might be a little worrisome. Who knows? But I really like where they've got Ryan, and especially with the Fords looking like they're in a really strong pattern. You, uh, you, I'm sure you watch qualifying as well. Did you see anything that you liked or didn't like? Yeah, I mean, I'm – Blaney, I, I, I see what you're saying about the pit stall thing. I mean, Almirola is in the best spot because pit stall number one is the best always. Blaney's got that one blank spot ahead of him, so he has no one to get stuck behind, which is important, right? So I'm not really that worried about the pit stall selection. Um, and that's weird. I, I never hear you talk about that. So I was kind of uh, caught off guard. <laughs> little bit i'm kind of thinking like what what the fuck are we talking about here but i mean i'm a lot (laughs) but it it leads into the topic that pit road is going to be a a big conversation today if we have long green flag runs like we did in the spring we saw many pit road penalties that helped shape the outcome of the race in march and now you got guys are going to be pushing the limit as they and they weren't able to do that in the spring because when you hit that line on the backstretch, when you hit that commitment line, you're down to 45 miles an hour. Now you can hit that commitment line and hang at 90 miles an hour all the way around turns three and four, and then you get down to 45 once you hit pit road. So now you got guys are going to be pushing a little bit harder. I think it's going to lead to more mistakes and more uh, pit road speeding penalties. If we get green flag pit stops and and based on how the race was in the spring, I would expect at least one big green flag pit stop in this one. Um, But I think if anything yesterday in qualifying and in the Xfinity race, if you could take away anything concrete, obviously Ford is good. And I think we anticipated that because Ford did have a stranglehold on the field in the spring race. But I also think the the other concrete thing to take away is it's not just going to be raw speed. It seems like every single time or each time we come back here, handling is more and more of a factor. And if you look at the Xfinity race, handling was a huge factor. It, once we put a lot of laps on the tires, 
If you look at qualifying, one lap, one lap of qualifying, handling was a massive factor on fresh tires. And Chevy missed the mark, getting trimmed out, didn't really work for them compared to what Ford had. Ty Gibbs and Kyle Larson were the only non-Fords in the top 10. But I think you're going to need a good handling race car, and it definitely seems like Ford uh, has that to start us, you know, to kick off the weekend. So I, you know, I'm always at these super speedways. I'm on the killer bees, Bubba, Blaney, Brad, every single time, because these three guys have collectively been three of the best super speedway racers in the field dating back, you know, the last half decade. Um, So I've got them early in the week. I mean, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. I bet on all those guys. You can get Bubba and or you can get Brad and Blaney right around the same price you could have gotten them on Tuesday or Wednesday. Hanging around 12 to 1, 13 to 1, 14 to 1. That's fine. But Bubba's the one to keep an eye on because you can get him now because he's starting dead last, didn't get a qualifying lap in. I'm gonna trust that they're gonna they're gonna get the problem fixed. I think they did get the problem fixed that they had in qualifying where the steering was off, car was a was wicked, evil, loose, or tight, whatever it may have been. Because he did come back out and do his little pit stop test, and everything seemed fine. So uh, Bubba Wallace, I think, will be fine. He's starting shotgun on the field. You can get top Toyota over on Barstool Sportsbook at plus 600 now. I got plus 550 before qualifying. And you can get him now outright around 35 to 1 or 40 to 1 compared to the 25 to 1 that I got earlier in the week. So still like Bubba, still like Blaney, still like Brad. I feel like that's the foundation of my betting card uh this weekend yeah i do like that bubba wallace at uh 25 to 1 over on uh caesar sportsbook another reason well you can I get like... 30 now you can get 30 and uh and 35 i think and what book is, what book are we on what book uh i have caesars and barstool pulled up currently barstool has 35 to 1 right now wow and i think DraftKings had 40 to 1 last night let's see this is a this is a morning pod, by the way. So I'm refreshing everything from late last night. DraftKings got thirty to one. Yeah, thirty five to one is what I'm seeing on Barstool right now. That might be the best you can find. I'm gonna that check looks, MGM. It looks tasty. And another reason that I do like it too is because we always talk about you know failing you know pre race inspection and things like that. Bubba is one of those guys today. So what we have and what we know is that Bubba. Uh, Kyle Busch and Justin Haley have all three uh, had their crew guys ejected. So they're going to be out. Anytime that happens, you just it's just kind of like muscle memory. You're like, oh, fast. Yeah. But see, your deal with Pit Road that you're talking about, that is going to be something where I always look at Kyle Busch in those situations because he loves getting Pit Road penalties. Speed King. Yes. Very fast. Can't slow down. That's a worry problem right there. However, he could overcome it, but it's just like, how many will you get? Brad Keselowski has had the same problems in the past. And so, you know, as much as I want to bet on Brad, as much as the narrative is pushing, like, go Brad K, like, go with Brad K, like, I might have to look around at, you know, more of the top five area, and the odds probably suck there, so I probably won't even touch it. But I don't mind the Bubba one at all and chris bell is another guy that's starting way in the back too so with him and you know maybe chris and bubba work together a little bit 
that today I had somebody mention Chris Bell on uh, over on Twitter earlier this week. They saying like, "Oh, he looks, you know, he looked pretty good." Not earlier this week, but literally yesterday. So, um, you know, the, I, I said it earlier in the week. Toyota, I think a Toyota wins this race. I stand by that statement. I, I don't care how good the Fords looked. I still believe that a Toyota will win this race. Toyotas are bulls. Bulls run fast. They run in packs. That's super speedway racing. So, yeah, the Bubba Wallace one is a great one for sure. Uh, another guy that I kind of wanted to, to really just talk about, I had mentioned earlier, I kind of laughed at the fact that he's there, was Chase Briscoe being up where he's starting. Could this be, and this is where my narrative brain goes crazy, could this be a race that shocks us all and surprises us where Chase Briscoe finds a way to win? Now, that's all, aside from the toy, me believing in Toyota, I'm just looking at this thinking like, holy shit, like this is the best position Chase Briscoe has probably had this year. He knows that he has had the shittiest year imaginable for him with SHR, for him being one of the young guns that are really trying to lead the way for that team right now. What are some of the things in his mind that could maybe propel him to, to be fighting for a victory here? And then when I looked at his odds, for where he's starting for over on Caesars, I was kind of thrown off, man. I mean, he is literally at, at 50 to one to win this race, uh, starting up inside of the top 10. So that kind of threw me off. Uh, well, but- it's interesting because Caesars or just the books in general didn't really bite on a lot of these guys after qualifying, right? Like they, Every it seems like people the, the books are more cognizant of the fact or the the theme that qualifying doesn't really matter that much, right? Yeah. There is a big difference when we get into race trim. You do see guys, you you see, you see guys able to move from the back to the front, right? Even at Atlanta, where it's a mini, a little mini, a mini Daytona. Um, Track position is important and more important here than it is a Daytona and Talladega, I think. But I, I still think you'll see people moving from the back to the front, uh, despite all the Fords controlling qualifying. Now, what I wanted to find, I wanted to see if we have some stage bets. Real quick, you talked about Christopher Bell. He's kind of caught my eye. Uh, three straight top fives at Super Speedways, including Atlanta. Uh, third in the Daytona 500, third at Atlanta, eight, or I'm sorry, top eight finishes, eighth at Talladega. Uh, so Christopher Bell, not a guy you would think for a super speedway, but has been good on drafting tracks in 2023. If you're wanting uh, some more action on a Toyota guy and going back to the Chase Briscoe idea, I think it's not a bad idea. I talked earlier about handling, right? You're going to want guys that appear to have good handling based off what we saw in qualifying may not be hugely accurate representation because we haven't seen anybody in a pack, but I think it's not a bad idea to have an underdog Ford on your card, considering that they're leading the way, you know, eight of the top 10, most of them up in the top 15. So the guy I'm going to look at here is Austin Cindric. Austin Cindric has been a very good super speedway racer in the cup series since he came in as a rookie in 2022, obviously he won the Daytona 500. He came back to Daytona last year and finished second. Multiple top tens, several top fives. 
Austin Cindric has had a bad year in 2023 on the similar theme as Chase Briscoe. We talk about guys that may not be on the hot seat, but guys that have been really disappointing and need to pick it up. Uh, this is a car that, and a, and a team that ha, that was very successful with Brad Keselowski every single year. We know Cindric made the playoffs last year after winning the Daytona 500, but this year he's sitting 21st in points not having a good year at all. He's in a Penske Ford. We know the Penske Fords are going to be fast. We're always talking about Logano. We're always talking about Blaney. Watch out for Austin Cindric today. And right now, you can get Cindric, who qualified in the top 10, knows he's going to have to win, probably, to get into the playoffs. The team just has not been good enough. They've just not been good enough from a consistency standpoint, I think, to point their way in when you've got a lot of other hungry cats around this cut line who have been better watch out for austin cindric desperation mode 45 to 1 over on DraftKings sportsbook i would expect more around 30 to 1 you know that surprises me because we know the penske guys are going to be fast he's got track position to start this race off and he is very aggressive and has been a good super speedway racer since he entered the cup series so keep an eye on austin cindric 45 to 1 over on DraftKings. Plus 575 for a top five over on Barcelona Sportsbook. I think are two pretty good lines to grab before we go green tonight. Yeah, him being one of those guys that he's 35 to one on Caesar Sportsbook. And then I, I know that there's some other guys that we always look to with super speedways, one of them being the Daytona 500 winner himself, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. You can get him 40 to one over on Caesar Sportsbook. Justin Haley being one of the guys to fail tech, see air, you and I both. We're always big supporters of Justin. He's 50 to 1 on Caesar Sportsbook. And then also, I have to just kind of mention a couple of really background guys. Um, Austin Dillon being one of those that always finds some kind of way to, to be at least around somewhere in the top 10 at the end of a race. He's starting way in the back of the pack with like Chris Bell and some of these other guys. He is right now at 60 to 1 to win. And then Noah Gregson has went up to, to 75 to 1. I think he's like 80 to 1 on Barstool. So, yeah, just, just a little bit of update on some of these odds for outrights uh, with the fellas that seem to kind of be in the super speedway conversation, whether that be them winning or them somewhere inside of that top 10 when the checkered flag drops. Uh, take us into some stage bets, Dale. What we got? What what are we feeling today? Well, we don't have anything yet. Um, the, books, the books have been inconsistent about posting stage bets. I mean, really, all year. Is really, this IndyCar? Is this is IndyCar, guys? It's it's what it's it's eight o'clock in in the morning Central Time. We should have these by now. Yeah, they should be every week. On, on Caesars and Barstool. Barstool won't post them anymore, and that upsets me. So, I mean, if you if you want to bet stages, maybe, and I don't have access to Bet365, but I think Bet365 does them. But, I mean, if you want a mainstream book, Caesars is the only one to rely on, and then Bovada has been decent about posting stage bets as well. But, I mean, I know, you know, it, it, it's going to depend on what the lines are but if we get stage props i'm gonna be on the penske guys right i'm gonna be on the penske guys stage chasers ladies and gentlemen one of my bigger bets of the year was austin cendrick i think at 30 to 1 to win stage two 
in Atlanta earlier this year, and he did that right. So um, I like the I like the Pensy guys to win stage one and stage two. I feel like if you bet all three of them for both stages, you have a very very good chance to achieve some sort of profitability. Um, other than that, you know, we're gonna just have to wait and see if they actually drop and, and see where everybody's priced at. So that makes it difficult and annoying. Uh, but I do want to talk about Justin Haley because he has also been, you know, a guy that I've been talking about all week. 50 to one, you can still grab top five. I think you can get plus 750 on Barstool. I got plus 900. I'm all in on Justin Haley. I put way too much money on this. Um, and, and I know Chevy, everybody's kind of freaking out like, oh, shit, these guys are slow. They're not handling well. I don't want to jump the gun too fast, but you can say at least that the second fastest qualifying Chevy in the entire field was Justin Haley. So I think that's important to note. I know it's 17th, but uh, you talk about the inspection thing. Yes, I love that. I love that. I think he Justin Haley was the only guy. Actually, no, no, no. He he he, he failed twice. I think he passed on his third time. Yeah. But that's important. They're pushing limits, right? They're pushing limits. And, and just one more heads up. Um, take this, if you're going to bet on Justin Haley, be careful about taking it on Caesars because if you're worried about the car, you're worried about the inspection thing, we've seen guys fail inspection before at the end of races and it has caused mayhem in NASCAR. Okay, Denny Hamlin Pocono last year was a big one, but take it on Barstool because Barstool does not recognize post-race inspection in their grading. So Caesars does. If you pick Justin Haley to win, he fails inspection. Uh, Caesar Sportsbook will reverse it, and they will grade it as a loss. So take it on Barcelona Sportsbook 50-1. to 1. They don't give a fuck about post-race inspection. I think that's a, a small note that most people would listen to this and be like, oh, yeah, that's a very slim chance of happening. But it's better to be safe than sorry, right? Hey, because it happened for the he did fail the inspection pre-race, so. That's what I'm saying. It happened for the first time in a long time last year. Who's to say it couldn't happen again? And, you know, with him and that, I, I want to make sure I get my money. But that's important. And I think there's probably a lot of people that didn't know that. So now you do. And that's the kind of information you get here on the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. And Greg Mathern wrote a really, really good article over on DailyDownForce.com, kind of diving into that topic because last week at Chicago in the Xfinity series, it, everything was fucked up because they can't they postponed or not postponed. They ended the race before a halfway point. Everybody's freaking out. I was one of the people that was freaking out because I was like, how can they do this? Uh, Greg initially also thought the same thing. And he dives deep into the rules of, of the sports books and finds out all the language and all the reasoning why they can or cannot do what they did last Saturday. And all that information can apply to your betting strategy going forward. And a good example of that is if Justin Haley or somebody wins, fails inspection. If you took him on Barcelona Sportsbook, you got nothing to worry about. So that's just a little, it's a little egg, I guess. A little egg in there, a little Easter egg in there to maybe help you out in just in case there's a, a crazy circumstance, which like, you know, we both have reiterated Pocono 2022 is all you need to know that it can happen. It's good to have a lawyer on the team. I'll say that great to have a lawyer. 
out here. Um, so it is a night race, guys. Uh, we will be back on playback. You can find me and some other crazy characters tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Don't forget to go to playback.tv slash garage, guys. I will be on the social broadcast for the entire race. Come in, chat. We'll have some fun. Uh, we'll roast some commercials, and we'll sweat some NASCAR Cup Series bets together. Again, it's playback.tv slash garage, guys. Don't forget to miss that. This has been good. Be sure to check our Action Network profiles. The bets will be there. We have a long day to get ready for this race. Go eat some Hooters. Promo code garage, guys. Make sure that you lock in. Make sure if you bet Justin Haley, do it on Barstool. Don't want no fail tech. That was a great tip, Dale. And don't forget to call the hotline for the Garage Guys report. I got social media stuff out everywhere for that. We'll have that show up this week to recap this weekend in motorsports. The number to call 919-769-4477. And give, me, give us an over-under on how many times, if you're listening, tweet at me, tweet at us, and give us an over-under on how many times you think we'll see the curved erection commercial that <laughs> we saw 400 fucking times last night. I don't know. Well, I can't remember what that condition's called, but is it like... Uh, Maybe like ED? Is like a no, it was like, it was like PD or something. PD? Like P, P something. Dick? What does that mean? It was like, I mean, it literally like a, a curved erection commercial like if you have to deal with that sorry i don't know how serious that is doesn't seem like it'd be that bad right i don't know that's kind of like a thing like like i know i've talked to some people in my life they're just like yeah you know like the dick's got a little curve to it like that was just like whatever it's just shit happens sometimes you know yeah i mean i you know they got to put a lot into it there must be some kind of problem there there must be some long-term effect it's an insecurity issue uh, no, th there's a medication for it. I don't think they make it. Look, you're not making a medication for an insecurity. You're making a medication because there's something wrong. I don't know, bro. Nestor died for in a long term deal here with a curved. Yeah. Look, I don't want to elaborate. You've already seen the commercial. Let's talk about curved penises, times. Dale. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great way to end the show. Give me tweet us over unders for how many times you think that I'll let you set. The, I'll let everybody set the line. Set your own line. Yeah, that commercial, my God, I mean, over and over and over again, crazy. I hope we but... see it on playback tonight. I really do. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna do a little poll in there uh, when we start up. So I'll try to get some extra answers from that too. That'll I remember, um, you know, it, it's just uh, I, I missed the the Viagra Happy Bob commercials back in the day. <laughs> I would play in the mid 2000s. Them. I was a kid. And I would just laugh at him. And my dad's just like, yeah, I'm not going to explain to him what this means, but it's pretty funny. Their sponsor, Mark Martin, back in the day, Happy Bob commercials coming on almost every commercial break. I'm just, you know, those are the good times. Now yeah. it's now it's now it's curved direction. So whatever it is. Like, but everything got serious, you know, like it's like Viagra commercials were never that serious. Cialis was always the serious ones. When you saw Why Cialis, not? you were like, this is like the, the old lady sex books. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like the old people sitting in a bathtub, like outside. Yeah. Like you're like, what the fuck who are you doing? Do it's like, who would do Bob? this? Where's Happy Bob? <laughs> like, uh, it's like a little, it, literally, I'm not even joking. I, that's the one thing I remember about the, the Cialis commercials. Is like, yeah. 
on a fucking hill in the middle of nowhere. There's like a, a bathtub. bathtub, nothing connected. Just like you like, I don't know. There's probably not even water in that bathtub. And there's two. Fuck no, they were in their clothes. Jesus. I'm pretty sure Maybe. they had clothes on. That was the first thing I was thinking too. Was like like the fucking old people in the bathtub. That was just like the one thing. So I'm glad I'm not the only person that just had that image burned in their brain. Hold on, I'm just gonna look up uh, <laughs> Bob. Happy Bob. Maybe we bring back Bob. Maybe Let's we do, do cur- it. Curved Bob. Curved Bob. Curved Bob. <laughs> Curve Bob. Rick Bob. Curve Rick Bobby. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Bob commercial. Let's see. Only on Garage Guys NASCAR podcast, people. Oh, wait, was it in? No, no, no. It wasn't inside, was it? Was it? Hold on, here we go. Oh, dude. Talking about extends? Inside? Hold on. Yeah, here it is. Yep. Okay, yeah, it was this. It was insight. Insight. I know you guys probably can't hear it, but no, can't hear it. Insight, that's crazy. So not Viagra, but it it was like they have a NASCAR activation in the commercial. Like I'm looking at it right now, it says like call now for an Insight sample pack, and it shows like an opened up pack with all the pills in it, and on the top of the inside of the pack, it shows a NASCAR on there. Oh shit! But it See, would come on during NASCAR races. I remember the extends in NASCAR extends pills, like make your dick bigger pills. And like, that was, so that's why I'm saying like insight. I don't remember that, but I remember happy Bob. I remember like, this is Bob, like those commercials. Yeah. There, it was like a big whistling like theme in it. It was like, that's crazy. That that was the jingle, but I thought it was Viagra, but it's insight insight. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just not, I guess it's just not the Viagra label that GQ, was like on the GQ. Yeah, I see it now. Oh, it's, yeah, it's Insight. And then uh, GQ wrote an article in 2009, the rise and fall of the Cincinnati Boner King. <laughs> what? What? what a what a headline. There's like a headline about Happy Bob. Like there's an article on GQ from 2009. It's that like, article is at least 10 times better than the article that that Hannah chick wrote about Chicago NASCAR being a failure. Yeah, I saw that tweet too, by the way, which fucking like how? Like she should probably get fired because like no, it, not a lot of statistical data to prove that it was the worst race ever unless it was just a complete opinion piece. She's smart. It, it, she didn't mean any of that. It was just a clout chase. She knew people were just going to. She knew it was just going to generate conversation. None of it actually made any sense. It's just a clout chase. So credit to her. Good click. Big clout chase to get everybody mad. Yep. AI is proud. AI proud of you. But yeah, um, shout out to Viagra, Bob. Maybe that, you know what? This just gives me more reasoning uh, to potentially add more money on Brad Keselowski. How about that? Because mm. of six car. All right. That's well, where we I- get in this. I think I think if that's the case, if we're bringing that kind of shit into this now, like I may be required to bet on Brad K. I don't know. I may end up having like fucking six outrights by the end of the day. Right now, I have. I think. Well, this is that. This is you know. This is that one race where you can you can have six to seven. Fuck, you can have eight because you got you got so many dogs that you could bet on. Like you talked about, like Gragson, Austin Dillon. Um, fuck, even you know Ricky. Ricky opened back up at 66 to one. I think that's gone, but I mean, you can have these little underdogs that you put 
not even a quarter unit on and have massive payouts and then you have your favorites so you can you yep. it's it's achievable I like it. That's the one thing we do love about it. But yeah, we'll have more stuff up. We hope you have enjoyed the show. And uh, and let's have us a day. Y'all know what to do. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on playback tonight for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart.